another world, another time. You are listening to... Dea, Tea, Dera, Tea. Your vital essence, the Dark Crystal. Kida, Kida. Come, come, see for yourself. Aru, Garu. How very interesting. Dea, Tea. I feel the song of Thra in my heart. Now go, you heroes of Thra. Hello and welcome to Trial by Stone, uh, your vital essence for the Dark Crystal. I'm your host, Philip. Just want to say thank you so much for tuning in. And on this show, this is a special episode, actually. Um, we wanted to do a little short episode. Um, uh, with me, of course, is Ethan. So, Ethan, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm glad to, to be here talking about this awesome thing. So, we just want to record just a, you know, just a short episode, of course, really to celebrate the release of the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance uh, from Boom Studios in, in Arkea. So this is like a, a tie-in comic to, to the show of the same title, of course. So the first issue has come out and yeah, I mean, yeah, we just wanted to talk about, you know, the comic and just sort of our, our thoughts on it, which is, yeah, it, you know, it's really interesting um, with, with this comic book series and, um, and, and sort of, I guess... The interesting thing, I guess, with, with this comic is sort of getting to know like some of the characters, or, you know, that are from the show, especially we get to see, I mean, this first part is really all about the, the quest for the jewel glaive. And yeah, I just want to know like your thoughts, Ethan, about like this, the, the story with, um, with the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Yeah, it's the prequel to the prequel. You know, we just wrapped up beneath the dark crystal which is the sequel to the sequel to the film and i'm like this is cool first thing you'll notice is that this is issue one of 12 but the this is part one of four of the story arc of the dual glaive i'm like interesting so we're gonna get a, a few stories in this Age of Resistance comic series. Yeah, like it, it'll be interesting whether it's going to be like three stories, whether each story has four issues each, or whether there might be a couple, maybe a lot of one-shot stories that might happen over the course of the of the twelve issues. I'm kind of hoping that it's the it's the uh, former that you know, Volume One of Age of Resistance, Quest for the Dual Glaive, Volume Two, whatever, Volume Three, you know, the last arc. Uh, I, I kind of like that. That kind of has this cool little symmetry to it. I mean, but, you know, they ha- they have not announced what they're doing. All we know is that th- this is going to delve into the, the history and the mythology of some characters we saw on the, the show. Um, and it looks like this is going to be focusing on Ordon and uh, Madra Farah. But this is, I assume, 30 years before Age of Resistance. 30 trying rather um so pharaoh's a, a youngling just a little childling in this and uh ordon um i don't know i guess he's a young man and he's with his wife shoni or shawnee and uh it's just a different era from what uh, we saw in age of resistance um you know with being 30 trying to go um that this is sort of a story that was sort of referenced or that was mentioned by madra 
Argot in episode nine. So I guess, I mean, I mean, that's the thing that I really starting to love with this comic book series is sort of getting to fill in some gaps, you know, some things that were mentioned in the show that they, you know, to, to have this other medium to really expand on the stories that were sort of mentioned in the show, you know, with, with the comic books. So, um, sort of having that is, um, yeah, really neat. I'm really hoping, and uh, this is just me hoping, I'm really hoping that the next story arc or one of these story arcs is a Kadia and Librarian story. There's a story there. It needs to be told. Uh, I'm really hoping that it's uh, a young little librarian. you know, like, you know what? Screw the Vapor life. I'm going on to the high seas, and Kadia says, hop on my boat. We're going on a trip that that's a story i don't know that that's just speculation on my part but let's dig into the quest for the dual glaive what happens in this let's talk about it oh yeah we we have to so of course like (laughs) i mean overall in the story it's really just um about the erathum that you know they've entered stone in the wood um attacking villages and attacking people and we, we sort of sing, you know, the, the merge of um, the ascendancy. Um, so I thought that was really neat to sort of, again, you know, seeing the ascendancy and the Arathem. It kind of makes you wonder why they're attacking the Gelfling. Because the, the Arathem, they say, feed, gain your strength. But they also say Gelflings are bad for the stomach. And we'll get soon, there soon enough to the home hearth and beyond. So it's like, are are they are they eating the Gelfling? You know, attacking them? Are, it's almost as if they're being forced by something. I don't know. Like, are they just desperate and like, I need to eat something, so I'll eat Gelfling? Are they being starved? I there's something going on, and uh, I bet you anything, the Skeksis are behind it. Yeah, whether they're, they're really the ones that are sort of making, you know, forcing, either forcing the Arathem to, to attack the, the Gelfling villages. It just seems like throughout this time period that the Skeksis are just, they're just one in conflict with the Gelflings, like, you know, all the, you know, between different clans. And maybe this was, yeah, just like part, you know, just part of the many plans that they sort of trying to set in motion. Yeah, there's something going on there. I want to know. So yeah, the the Arathum attack, and then we cut to to the stone in the wood. Well, that's the thing is, I think there's different villages. Do, do you get that impression? Like that was one village, one Stonewood village that was attacked, and Ordon's in a different village. Yeah, I know. Like that that was even I was sort of a little bit confused about that. Like where in a location the scene with um with Ordon training um, the warriors are. So it must be in a completely different area. But then when you see the, the, the surviving Gelfling seeing Auden, it's like, I need to speak to Mordra Vala. That isn't that place like in Stone in the Woods. So I'm sort of, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually a little bit confused about or whether, but then we sort of looking at the Mordra's place with Mordra Vala and, it's definitely in a very different place than what we saw when we got introduced to um, Mordra Fala with Age Resistance. 
Oh, totally. It's a it's a different location, a different room, like throne room, I guess you would call it. And it, it just makes you wonder. I, my first gut instinct was like, oh, maybe Netflix just didn't uh, let them see what you know the locations looked like. But I'm like, no, obviously. I mean, you could see the the carriage, the Arathum. You know, they obviously have the they had they had the ability to see what the show looks like while working on this. So I wonder. I mean, this is my head my head cannon speaking. Um, I wonder if there's you know a bunch of little villages in the Stonewood area, and I wonder if different villages how do i say this let so this is 30 trying before aor so do you think this is a different village than what we saw in age of resistance and in this time this village's elder so to speak um or mayor she's the one that rules the entire clan um I don't know if that makes sense. So let let's say there's like like f- like there's five Stonewood um, villages, yeah. And sh- so let's just say this Madra is the quote all Madra of all the Stonewoods, and thirty trying down the road, um, the the Madra the Stonewood Madra that we see then, that's the that's the village that rules all the Stonewood villages. So I wonder if it maybe they vote or maybe it swaps or I don't know. Uh, it's it, it 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 really makes you wonder, huh? Like, yeah, yeah, it actually does. And, and I, I'm actually just like looking at the image of um like outside of the Mordra sort of ceremony house, that sort of thing. And it's interesting that her um room, is, oh, you know, that her house or her throne is sort of on, on a cliff, um, essentially. I don't know if I'm looking at it wrong, but... I wonder if they just said, you know, have at it, creative freedom and all that, because I will say, this is just freaking cool. I mean, her throne uh, her throne room is just badass. I mean, it's just... Oh, yeah, it's pretty cool, yeah. I mean, do you think that's the rascal? Like, there's, like, this hole in the ground. Do you think that's the her version of the rascal, the rascal hole? Do you think the little uh, little prisoners go down there and sing? I don't know. I, I wonder what's down there. Possibly, yeah. Cause, um, because that that was the thing, like in the next sort of couple of pages, you see the the advisor when he's sort of suggesting about, oh, well, how about use this weapon called the jewel glaive. And it um, seems like they're showing, you know, like a vision of in some kind of, you know, the bluish sort of flame that's surrounding it. Yeah, do you think it's the song? Like, he, it sounds like he's singing a song, and maybe it's... I mean, that's cool. Whatever's going on, it's it's friggin' cool. Like, is it some kind of version of dream... I, I, I like to imagine it's a manipulation of the dream space. I mean, all this is a room full of Gelfling. I wonder if they can visual... So, you know, kind of like uh, the master to, to Jen in the bowl. Like, here's the shard. Here's Agra's house, you know. I wonder if Gelfling have the ability to conjure images of things in this dream space sort of thing. I don't know. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I, I was just looking, yeah, just at the, that image. And 
Because, yeah, I mean, like, when you first see... Because uh, I was looking at the image, like, of, um, you know, of that rascal hole, and it looks like just, like, a big, like, rug, you know, sort of thing. But then looking at the, the much wider shot that, yeah, that it's actually sort of, you know, a design um, sort of thing that, yeah, it'd be interesting whether that, that is indeed, you know, a rascal hole um, as well. The, the cool thing about these comics is that um, Jeff Addis and Will Matthews uh, who created or developed the show, they are involved uh, with these comics. So I think that's um, a pretty neat con- connection, especially with, with this uh, tie-in comic book series. Oh, yeah. Jeff Addis and uh, Will Matthews, they created the show. They created the outlines for this. So th- this is a good... Um, like, you can guarantee... Not guarantee, but it- it's a good through line. Um you know, if something happens in these comics, it's because uh, the creators of the show wanted that to happen. And it, it, it's a history that they want to be told. And, you know, like I, we definitely know that not everything in the Dark Crystal mythology lines up. But these comics are, are going to be a lot closer to the show than most things because they're more closely related. The, the, the you know, the, the creators of the show did outline this. So, um, you know, of course everything, you know, we might get a season two and something might get contradicted in the show. I mean, the comics, that's fine. But for right now, you can, if you read something in this comic, it's because the creators of the show wanted it there. And, and I, I do know and that this is something that's cool. So we, we get, little Madra Farah pop up and say, Hey, I want to go with you, Orden. Um, and everyone's like, yeah, no, you're just a kid. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then yeah. we, yeah, and then we time, see yeah. Orden in his house and they don't show it in the show, the, the series age of resistance, but they, they, but Orden's got a wife, Shawnee or Shoni. Yeah, yeah. So th- this was a bit of a, a like a surprise, um, like seeing Shoni like in the comic because I know Shoni. Um, I-, I guess for any of the listeners, uh, Shoni was actually first introduced in J.M. Lee's book, uh, Song of the Dark Crystal, and I think in that book that there was a moment where um, Rian and um, Anaya, and I think a couple other characters, are Kylan those characters, they go over to Rian's place and his mother's there and they sort of have a bit of a conversation for a while. And it was interesting that she wasn't uh, present in the show. Well, Rian also had a sister in that book, uh, Mithra. Yeah, yeah, yes. And also, uh, I think a, a brother called uh, Tim Try. Oh, I forgot about him. All right, we're learning stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're learning stuff. Yeah, so, I mean, th- this is, you know, because this is being 30 trying to go, this is b- before they probably decide to to have kids i mean we don't see any, any of their kids you know i mean that was the thing at the time i was like oh i wonder you know wonder where all the other characters you know the brothers and the sisters but but i think in this time period that they haven't made like sort of the next big step um in their, in their relationships so but you know it was it was nice to see uh shoni in the comic and i mean that's a thing i know with age of resistance that all of, you know some of the questions about like you know who who is Rian's mother or who is um uh Brea's father so i mean that'll be interesting is whether we'll get some um whether we'll see sort of those characters in the show 
Yeah, and I mean, throwing Shoney in here, I mean, I it definitely, I think, you know, like we just said, I mean, it, Addison Matthews wrote this into the outline, so they wanted it there for a reason. Uh, to me, that means Shoney's on the table for an introduction for a possible season two, if we get it. I mean, I could totally see Rianne, you know, returning home and saying, holy crap, you know, dad's dead. And, you know, uh, the rest of his family being introduced in the aftermath of that. Shoot, you blew my mind with Tim Tree. Like, I totally forgot about his brother. So, yeah, we've got we've got Mithra, a little sister, and Tim Tree, a little brother. Oh, right, yeah. Or I assume a little brother. I mean, I can't remember. I think it was I think it was his little brother. Yeah. Um cuz the one thing I remember about Tim Try was I think when I spoke to Joe um years ago and um I was trying to work out I was oh, I was just sort of having fun like the meaning behind the name because you know you got Tim and then Try and then Try is you know 3 if you switch the 3 around that's an E so whether his name meant time. <laughs> oh. But that wasn't the case. I think um, he mentioned that um, he had a friend named Tim and he wanted to incorporate. That's hilarious. <laughs> his name. Like, his name uh, somehow. So, yeah. <laughs> calm, calm down there, Phil. It's just not. I know. I know. That was probably, uh, the, most, probably the most nerdiest <laughs> thing I ever probably said <laughs> when oh, I chat to him about Song of the Dark Crystal. Yeah. <laughs> unrelated, but speaking of names, I want to ask Joe about, um, what was it? There's a name... Sammy, I, I've noticed that you know Sammy Thicket. Uh, I was reading uh, Joe's original pitch for Shadows of the Dark Crystal, the, the the story that won the author quest, and even in that there was this mention of the name Sammy. I don't think it was called Sammy Thicket then. Maybe it was, but I I was gonna say like, is Sammy someone important to you? Like that's a that's something I would like to know, because um, he definitely. From the, the get-go, from the beginning, wanted Sammy to be a part of his story. I was like, hmm, there's a story there. But um, in Sammy Thicket is the Spriton kind of capital. Um, most Spritons live in Sammy Thicket. Um, but that is not related to the comic. But yeah, the uh, let's see. So Orden, you know, he, he goes home, tells Shoni, girl, shoot, I'm going on a quest. And gotta get this sword, gotta get this jewel glaive, right? Yeah, this little advisor said, y You gotta go to the caves of Grot, that's really far away. You know, hop on your land strider and go. And so, we're going through the woods, and there's a little stowaway in his bag. And while the Arathim are attacking, the stowaway pops out, little Farah, and she's like, Oh crap. And I'm like, okay, we're going on a quest. I I really wonder how old Farrah is. Like, is she like 10, 13? I mean, we don't even know how old Rianne is. I can't I can't peg him. Is Rianne supposed to be 25 in AOR? I don't know. 25, 18? Who knows? Yeah, yeah, I know. Because I'm like, I'm curious, like, after he finished the battle, you know, the Battle of the Stonewood that was mentioned in Episode 9, you know, after that sort of got concluded and... and and Auden putting um, you know, the sword away, the two swords away, one to give to Marjorie Olgod and one to put it inside, I think, the Crucible. I think that's the name of that 
um, uh, the place where they put all the swords. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. The, I thought you yeah, said the yeah. crystal so, at first. I was like, huh, what? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, shoot. You know yeah. what? But We're yeah, skipping I, over something really important. Let's talk about the dual glaive and its lore. They call it the soul stealer. Is that what they call it? I got to pull that page up. So the the thing about the dual glaive is it tears your soul out. And we see that in the show when, um, like, oh yeah, when uh, Rian when he uh, yeah yeah stabs um the general yeah stabs the general and you see that muddy, um, essence. So Skeksis essence is always this muddy brown, um, and it 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 rips out of the general and goes into the shard that's in the hilt, and it really makes me wonder. If there's, you know, nobody knows that the crystal shard is in the sword right now. It really makes you wonder, you know, what crap has happened in the past with this glaive. You know, if it, if they say it rip, you know, it tears your soul out. Um, it really makes you wonder what its abilities are. You know what I mean? Yeah, because uh, I'm actually curious. Like, I know in, um, I think in episode seven, they mentioned about the dual glaive. And, and pretty much that became the MacGuffin uh, for the show. But it, I am sort of curious about, because the sword, I think, I'm curious whether whether that was actually made by Skekra himself or whether it was both him and Ergo, they made the sword together or... that That's another... Yeah, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, the only hint to its origins is he said, well, they said that Skegra and Urgo said that it was cast in the fires of the inner sun. And I don't believe that they said they did. They built it. They made it. They just know how it was made. And that's that's going to be interesting. I mean, in the inner, inner sun is the core of the planet itself. It's um, you, you do see it in Power of the Dark Crystal. It's the, the sun that the firelings and other underground creatures, um, they call it their sun. It's their little inner world. So I don't know. Like, you know, that's a story in itself too. You know, who made the dual glaive uh, and put the spirit of Thra, um, as Skekra calls it, the spirit of Thra into it. Uh, we're going to see some cool stuff here. I mean. I think, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And especially like, it is kind of crazy that the crystal shard was just inside that weapon the whole time. Um, or whether... Yeah, I mean, with Skekra, whether he, whether he did the you know the final touches, it's like oh, I'm gonna hide this shard inside this sword. Yeah, there's so many questions behind that weapon. Yeah, this this is conspiracy tinfoil hat kind of stuff, but it makes me wonder if Ronip could possibly be part of the making of the sword because I feel like in Creation Myth you you see. Agra and Ronip go into the, you know, the, the inner, you know, catacombs of the planet for many years, many trying, searching for the shard. Because it went, it fell, the crystal cracked, it fell down the shaft, and and they went down after it. And they searched for many, many trying for the shard, and they, they, they came up back up later um, with a bunch of shards, like baskets of shards. And it kind of makes me wonder if uh, Ronip somehow got that shard and did something with it. 
or you know that could be crap or it may be Agra. like that that's that's just what i keep coming back to is i feel like Agra was the last person with the shard did she make it did ronit make it did they never find it and it was maybe firelings uh, still who live at the other end of the shaft the crystal shaft did they find the shard and make it i mean they, did they cast it in the fires of their son i mean yeah that's i oh know just so just so many questions i mean it was actually interesting that they um yeah that it did had i mean that episode had a n- nice yeah a little reference to yeah i mean to the power of the dark crystal with, with the filings you know the the concept of the inner sun was a really like a neat touch of course i think it was like one of the episodes they mentioned about something about ronip's past so so as far as we're aware with the show that you know ronip part of the whole dark crystal you know especially with with um in the world of the live action with with the show so um yeah definitely be interesting to see um what comes about yeah it was interesting that they they did mention ronip uh in passing um like if there was any other any question like does Ronup exist in, in in this in this canon and that cemented it like yeah he existed he's a thing you know uh Madrafera mentions Ronup's past and I'm like oh crap it's cement now it's it's in the books yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah totally yeah but yeah that 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 sword it's got some special properties and I can't wait to find out what what's going on with it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely interesting if we get more, if we get to learn a lot more about the sword um, in the following issues. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Yeah, and yeah, and and then pretty much the comic ends with um, with Auden sort of going out to try and find the sword, heading towards. He was heading towards the forest, and you know, he sort of oh, he you know, sort of hears something, and we find that in the final panel that it's um, he's hearing in an Arathem. And actually, the the big surprise here is um, you actually see a Farah on the back of the Landstrider that I think she sneaked on. Right. Yeah. Little stowaway. <laughs> yeah. Little. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Even though you know she was told off not to, but not she didn't listen and decided to get on and um, be part of the journey with Auden. So yeah. Again, you know, interesting to have that sort of. Um, knowing that there was a bit of history between the two characters, so yeah, but yeah, like overall, I thought like it was a pretty, a pretty uh, good first issue, um, and yeah, I'm just just excited to see you know what happens next and just how it unfolds. Um, you know, if it, you know, yeah, yeah, like oh, I love it, I love it, the story, I love the art, um, it this is gonna be fun, absolutely, yeah, and um, yeah, I mean. It's just exciting. I mean, it's just so great that um that uh, Boom and Nakea that they're still uh, continuing making Dark Crystal comics because I I really thought after Beneath the Dark Crystal I wasn't sure I like I didn't think that there would be whether they would have a bit of a break but um it's it's great that they decide to that for them to continue on with making Dark Crystal comics and doing these stories that tie in with the show I think is um pretty awesome and I think it's going to introduce a lot of new people that loving the show or you know new and old fans sort of you know if you love the show then check out these comics and i think they did a pretty damn good job absolutely yeah i can't wait for issue two bring it on so i think we'll we'll wrap it up but yeah ethan thank you so much for being in the show and yeah we'll definitely be talking about these comics um yeah throughout the year and 
and definitely be talking about Asia resistance for a very, very long time. So it's just, just an exciting time for us all. Yeah, baby. Trial by Stone, the Dark Crystal podcast is a production of Three Point Edit. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can do so at darkcrystalpodcast at gmail.com. You can also like us on Facebook, follow on Twitter and Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. If you'd like to know more about the podcast, visit our website at www.darkcrystalpodcast.com. Thank you so much and stay tuned for the next episode of Trial by Stone.